Well, welcome all of you to episode number two of the Block Talk. This is all about the Wild West of the DeFi world. Today we are having BLC on, so everyone give him a warm welcome. He is here to talk about Web3 marketing, how it's changing in the space, how it's evolving. So I'm very, very excited to hear what sorts of insights you have on that. But uh, yeah, why don't you just give yourself a, a quick introduction? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, uh, thanks a lot for having me here. I think we met like uh, a few few months ago, and, um, and it's it's really great what you're doing with this with this pod. So um, I hope I can you know look back on it like in a in a year or two and be like, oh yeah, I, w- I was there at the at the start of this. Uh, that that that'd be cool. Uh, but anyway, so uh, I'm BLC. Um, I am originally a guy from the traditional finance sector, um, and I only uh, like I, I became like fully bankless about a year ago. But I was into DeFi, uh, you know, for uh, for a longer time, um, and basically I started out uh, doing what I knew how to do. So like advising projects on um, finance questions, on fundraising, on tokenomics, strategy, etc. And um, actually, as you know, as um, as you go along, you meet new people. Um, I've met, frankly, incredible, uh, incredible people, builders, um, advisors, all that, uh, investors as well, um, very extremely talented people. And as you meet them, you you know you see a few projects and you tend to like some of these, and um, that's how I um, I became you know extremely focused on uh, web three marketing, and um, that is actually thanks to to uh, a developer who's called Drew. You probably know him. And uh, so yeah, that that's how I um, I got here. So. In terms of, uh, like you said, you worked in traditional finance. What were you doing in traditional finance? Like, what was your job title? Uh, well, I had a few. Um, uh, I worked in every asset class that you can imagine. So I was, really? uh, I started out, yeah, really. I mean, I started out as a, a trader on a, a Forex uh, floor in Paris. Uh, I was you know, basically trading like uh, weird currencies, like, uh, I don't know, the, the currency, the Tekel uh, of Israel, I think it is, uh, the Thailand bat and stuff like that. Uh, so that was um, not exactly thrilling, frankly. Um, I worked in private equity. I worked in asset management. I worked in uh, derivatives in fixed income. So, you know, I've, I've been around the finance world quite a, quite a bit. Very interesting. So what was it that really inspired you to transition from web two to web three? Like, what was it specifically? Because you said, you know, you did, uh, you were advising projects and and such, but uh, what was kind of the moment that you were like, okay, I really want to dive deep into this. Like, was there, do do you remember what that moment was? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great question. I, and I absolutely do remember that. Um, So Basically, I've been a sort of a finance nerd for for years. So I was um, I was really fond of uh, when I was like fourteen, fifteen. I would you know trade on uh, like plus five hundred of you know uh, trading platform, day trading and all that. And um, 
I remember that when I was about 18 or 20, I discovered the world of derivatives and complex financial products. And it, it, it was really something that, that was so, uh, so interesting. It's, it's so complex and yet it makes sense in the end. And actually um, what I loved with DeFi uh, at first was exactly that. I found in decentralized finance, um, the world that was, uh, you know, the, the innovation, the, the, the um, yeah, the, the spirit um, that was present in finance in the early 80s or the early 2000s. Uh, of course, I wasn't born in the 80s, so I uh, can't really say for that. I just watched a ton of movies, but, you know, it's this, this spirit where you see so many smart people going and doing the same thing and innovating and bringing new solutions and and you see it's going to going to help um more and more people get access to loans or mortgages or whatnot and um and basically when i saw DeFi, the potential it had it was already you know uh, well developed i arrived after the DeFi summer um and when i saw that i was like wow that that's that's absolutely amazing i i i need to to jump in on this it's um it's basically finance uh it's basically what's best about finance in terms of innovation without the centralization and the regulation so for me it's the best of both worlds yeah so you know it's really cool how whenever i do ask people that question that everyone has some sort of interesting story to tell around how they got into DeFi, and you definitely have an interesting story to tell coming from traditional finance uh, even even me, you know, I, 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 my whole family um, at some point worked in traditional finance, so I know lots about mm -hmm. it. And uh, yeah, so it's it's just really really cool that everyone kind of has their own moment of like this light bulb going off in their head where they they see the future of of finance and they see where this can go because you know I I was talking about this briefly briefly in the last episode, but you know like you said that the spirit of web3 is so 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 bright and active and just growing because we are in the the dinosaur ages of of blockchain and uh defi and web3 like web3 it's you know it it, it sort of exists but it's a little bit like people yeah. are kind of like what is it I you mean, know what's, so what's early, really going man. on yeah we're 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 still really 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 early which is why I think we need innovation, which leads me into my next question, something you talked about briefly up there, which was innovation. And uh, yeah, how do you suggest that, you know, and what are your thoughts on the way that innovation in DeFi and, and Web3 is going? Like, where do, you, where do you see that going in the future? What are some avenues which you think are going to do well this year? And um, how do you suggest that people, you know, become innovators within DeFi and Web3? Right, that, that's a that's a good question as well. Um, first of all, you know what you know what you should do. You should uh, write a newsletter with the the stories of how I got into Web three uh, of people you meet because I think that that would be incredible. That's a really interesting can, idea. So many stories and, and like great ones. Um, Everyone has a unique one too. Of course, of course. So um, so anyway, uh, so to get back to your to your question. Um, my, I have one thesis for the next like 
uh, next cycle. So I don't know, it's, it's going to be three years, five, I don't know. But uh, my thesis is um, we need more outside money. Um, and that, that means that um, you need to onboard more people. So right now it's like, what, 15 million, I think, CFI users uh, around the world. So that, that's people who have, who have like uh, traded on Binance, uh, who lost money on FTX and all that. Um, or who have you know dabbled into in uh, in crypto at some point? Um, I think uh, the the goal for crypto is to onboard uh, more people, and uh, in order to do that, um, the thing I believe in is in UX. Basically, if you look today at most protocols that were built during the last bull run, they are absolutely awful, man. They're terrible. It's it's a pain to use. If you look at like, oh, okay, this is one I like personally, but in terms of UX, it's it's really horrible. If you look at um, Curve, if you look at at one point, I, I was to I was using um, something that was called uh, Solid. I think it was uh, made by by Andre on uh, on Phantom. And frankly, man, that the, the the UX here was horrible. I mean, you had to read like five pages of white papers go check out like several youtube videos in order to to make sure you didn't get um you know you didn't put your funds into the the, the wrong pool or you knew how to withdraw or how to add lp etc it was horrible and no one uh like if i talked about you know uh about this to my parents they're going to be lost after one minute i think what you know, uh, crypto and Web3 in general needs um, is to be able to speak to people who understand, um, you know, how, who have the same level of understanding uh, as my parents do. So, so UX is the most important thing uh, I think we, we're going to, to be seeing moving forward. I think that was probably the best pos possible answer you could have given. I genuinely <laughs> cannot agree more that uh yeah you you literally hit the nail right on the head is that ux in DeFi on all of these protocols needs work like it really 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 not necessarily that we need more ux oriented people but the people need more ux exactly. experience and need to learn exactly. more about ux exactly right because one thing that you know from my experience from what i've seen in DeFi is like we have a lot of really innovative people in terms of um the the technology and the the trends and all of these like things that are really really cool yeah but yeah, not yeah, for people it. who who need like not for outsider people you know what i mean like we need more people to learn about design i think when people are making these protocols they got to bring in someone like their like their parents or someone exactly. who like knows maybe nothing about sister, DeFi. Yeah. exactly and use them as tests to say hey how can you figure out how to use this how long is it going mean, to take you to figure out how to use this right talk to people when i talk to my friends about what i do i'm like an alien you know i mean this this yeah there's no language barrier that's so huge and i haven't been in this for that long you know so but yeah so I totally agree with you on this yeah and i think education is a is a big problem as well is that there's a really large uh you know really big lack of education in terms of DeFi and, yeah. and web3 um at least in terms of like how to use this stuff because you got to go to like 10 different YouTube videos, like you said, and figure out, okay, well, like, you know, even, even figuring out how to 
even figuring out how to set up your MetaMask wallet and get, getting funds into there, and, you know, moving your, moving your Twitter around. For someone, like the, the barrier to entry is, although it is low to get started as an entrepreneur, to get started as a, as like an investor or, you know, someone who might not know, the barrier to entry is extremely high mm -hmm. because you need to be a Savvy little bit tech savvy. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, and that's also, you know, again, why I created this this podcast is because I want to help create a platform to, you know, educate people through some of these stories that people are going to come on and, and tell, like like yourself, uh, where you, people you can should, come in and, and learn about DeFi, a, right? Yeah, absolutely. But you should definitely offer like a, a UX training course for for Web three developers or something. For sure, that that would be so. Because I know you're you're deeper onto design, and I know you, that that's something you you really know. And uh, I mean, frankly, it's it's so desperately needed. One one thousand percent. Yeah, I I dropped a voice message in here last night. So after this, that the podcast, you guys can go and take a listen to that. But but uh, right. you know, one of my plans with this channel and with this group is to create a community for like I essentially want to create the the DeFi Avengers. Like I want to create a group <laughs> of innovators and developers, marketers. Uh, you know what I mean? Like create a group of of people sort of like a, a network where people can, you know, come in and bounce project ideas off of each other and, and learn from each other. And you know what I mean? Even, even have some opportunities for community members to come in and, and learn how to, how to like do this stuff. Right. So I can't really go too deep into it, but you know, just, just a little bit of a teaser for people. That's like one of my, one of my big plans with this group uh, down the line is definitely to, you know, get, bring the community closer together. So that, okay. Love that that uh, leads me a bit into my next question. So you have come on today to speak about Web3 marketing. And yep. that is, what, you know, myself and many, many people in the community are very, very fascinated about because Web3 marketing and Web2 marketing are, are very different. Uh, most like, obviously, there there are some parallels, but there are a lot of differences. So if you could kind of just go over some of the the you know contrasts of web 2 marketing compared to web 3 marketing the differences in trends and, and and things like that and just give a quick explanation of like what web 3 marketing is well um that's um that's that's a fair point so basically to, to in order to explain that i think um it's good to to go back to what web 3 is compared to web 2 um, and basically, without you know uh, going too too deep in, into the definitions here, um, basically I think Web three is um, why Web two was centralization. Uh, so you have like Facebook, Google, etc., big actors, um, and people sending content to these actors and receiving it back from them on uh, on the, the, the these these uh, companies platforms. Uh, now, basically, you can create content, still own it, and um, you know, interact with it with other people. So that's that's the very basic definition of what I call Web three. Um, and basically, what that means is, in terms of marketing, uh, Web two marketing is basically agencies, right? So you go to someone, um, you trust their talent, you trust their ability, you trust. Um, uh, whatever sort of experience um, that they did, you know, that they have, 
so it's a you know it's a, it's a trust based system um and in there they it's like sort of a black box they do their magic and you get some um, some uh, some content or you get some you know, you know clients whatnot whatever you're you're after uh, you get that from them directly um i think this is this is a very valid model by the way I, i'm not i'm not saying uh that we we plan to to completely override this um, i don't think that that's that's the case or and i think we still need uh you know experts or people we we want to believe in right um however what what web3 offers us is the potential to do something that's more community based so instead of having one person whom you trust you can have um a variety of customers for example uh, of people who um with whom you've already have had an, an interaction before so they're either like part former clients or their current clients or whatnot and um the idea is that these people can be your ambassadors these people can sell your product way better than anyone who is you know who's part of an agency because these people have used it and um that, that that's it's funny because it's something that many companies have tried to do you know you always see like client success on all the, the, the you know SAAS uh, the, uh, websites that you can go to uh there's always a you know if you sort of a sort of uh, a page there with oh uh we microsoft is a client of ours they're so happy their vp of operations said blah 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 and um so so it, it shows that um actually people tend to trust more uh someone who's like them than you know some random expert right so if, if you want to, to to go to the to the barber uh you know I mean, you could go online, and people do go online, but it's probably be better if you ask your neighbor. You know, if you see the neighbor, you see he has a you know a great beard, amazingly shaved, and all that. Well, you're gonna ask him. It makes more sense than to go onto Google to ask for the you know the, the the validation of the masses, right? So, and that's I think the essence of web three marketing is actually going back to the roots. The roots being peer to peer, basically. And it's um, using technology to make peer-to-peer uh, -peer marketing work again, and um, and yeah, so that that's um, the the idea actually of uh, working on on a uh, on this topic came from from Drew. Uh, he he had a product. I don't know how he got the idea, frankly, but um, it, it came from there, and um, and I thought that was that was really really great. So. That's how I came here, and that's um, that's my uh, my view, if you if you will, on the on the topic. Right. Yeah, and I think that goes to to show that social proof is really really important in Web three. Like, if you have, you, you know, your reputation is really everything because your alias within Web three usually people are, um, what is it, pseudonymous. So most people don't show yeah. their faces. Most people, mm -hmm. most people live essentially within the space through an alias and, you know, whatever their profile picture is. And that's how you recognize people where in the real yeah. world, you recognize people by their face. So, yeah. you know, obviously I think things are going to get a bit different. I'm sure pe more people are going to, uh, 
you know, reveal themselves as, as things move on and as times kind of change a bit. And For I think sure. a lot of that, the reason why, you know, people choose to use uh, pseudonyms is because Web3 and being within DeFi specifically feels a little bit like a gray area for most people. Um, and yep. not necessarily because it's, you know, it's, it's just because there's no regulations around it. There's nothing that's really like, we don't know what, what the future holds. So I definitely don't blame anyone for it. I think it's really healthy for the space right now that people, um, you know, are finding a way to create this peer-to-peer -peer trusted system without actually having to necessarily reveal who you are. Basically it is a hundred percent true that, um, when you, uh, it is also an element of fear. And I think uh, that was also the case at the very early stages of Web 1, right? Um, because like the first email uh, that was ever sent was a spam, right? And um, and I think people, uh, and, and, and like basically Web 1 was all about uh, porn uh, mainly, right? So I think it, it took some time for people to realize that they could be themselves um on the web and even if you look at like the, the first blogs the first um like email addresses and all that they were so rarely uh, you know something that was connected to their real name this was like marco 1995 or something um and uh, i think it, it took some time and uh, now we're you know, people are comfortable living uh, on on uh, on the web, on on Facebook, on Twitter, showing showing their faces all that. And I think it will probably become the same with uh, with Web three. Um, yeah, that that's that's definitely the case in in my opinion as well. That uh, oh, but only time will tell. Tr truly, only time yeah. will tell because it's uh, I'm sure there's going to be people way 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 you know, down the road that are going to continue to stay anonymous after, you know, five, five years or so it's, I, I don't think that is necessarily going to change. I, but I think it's mainly just like, we need to find a way to hold people accountable within the peer to peer yeah. system, which we kind of have already because of that sort of reputation system, which like, you know, if you're a developer, if you're a marketer, if you are a, you know, call channel with call channels or something, I also want to want to go into a little bit with you to get, get your opinion on. Um, mm -hmm. but just like that, that reputation system that revolves around your, uh, your pseudonym rather than your actual face yep. and yep. your name yep. and that we've mm -hmm. kind of created this, this peer to peer trust system around that. And that, you know, if someone says, okay, let's, someone's launching a project and they say, Hey, let's get a call or let's get, let's do some marketing. They say, Oh, let's go to this guy. We're in, in the real, yeah. in, in the real world, in the, in the web two world, not the real world, but in the web two world, the. Mm -hmm. The, the analog world yeah the you know that that would never never ever 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 happen so you know the the game is changing and um yeah so i again i wanted to jump into that very very briefly but uh what are your yeah, sure. opinions on call channels how do you think they affect the space do you think they're a, they have a net positive on the space or a, or a negative effect on the space and uh you know in terms of marketing how do you like how do you view those um okay so call channels uh can be effective uh right because if you go i mean i know when i entered the space um i used to follow someone something that's called uh golems gems 
Vancouver's. Uh, and that's that's a pretty big one, right? Um, and they're active on you know uh, all sorts of scenes and all that. And I think um, there's there's upside and there's downside. And uh, if you, if you take a look at the big core channels, um, what's the upside? So the upside for small projects is that they can get visibility. Uh, sometimes there are good projects on there, so the investors who uh, who follow these uh, these channels, well, they can get a win, uh, and you know, more. You know, sometimes people are happy. Most of the time, it's only the projects that are managed to 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 get on that are that are you know uh, get a positive. But you know, once in a while, investors uh, can get a positive as well. What I think is the main problem with core channels is uh, the lack of skin in the game basically um and that's that's very true of most uh, marketing as it stands today basically if you go on to a, a call channel uh what will happen is you'll pay first um you'll pay like a set amount in uh, in bnb in you know a standard uh currency and uh you'll be on Hopefully your token works, and you know, uh, if if the, the the channel guys uh, bought some of your token at the pre-sale, they will make fat profit and dump it uh, afterwards on the on the poor 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 blokes who who arrived uh, later. So, I think that's um, that that's a big problem um, because you don't have really a pure alignment of interest. And skin in the game, if that's a word from um, uh, Nicholas Taleb, uh, I don't know if you've heard of him, but um, philosopher, trader, uh, American, Lebanese, I think. And basically, the idea is that if you stand to lose by having your product perform uh, in a bad way, then you are much more incentivized to make a good thing, to make a product that works. Um, and that's that I think is something um, uh, marketing should aim towards, and um, and core channels definitely don't work on this on this model. So you never know what you're going to get in terms of quality. So if you go and follow uh, one 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 channel, you you can never really be sure uh, it's going to make you money, and most of the time it doesn't. And I I'm talking about some big channels, and yeah, some big channels do have more selective processes, but mo very frankly, most channels don't. And uh, these guys are paid and they, they won't uh, really you know, help uh, the project in any way. So, so I think that that's, that's something to, to keep in mind is that when you don't have alignment of interest, especially with what we said before with about anonymity, it's, it's going to be hard to, um, to, you know, to make reliable, um, good good decisions and good um uh good pushes basically yeah and building on that you know i think it's uh it is very true of what you say is that most of these call channels are simply that you know they they have hundreds of projects in their dms pick one mm -hmm. bring them on post you know control c control v exactly. and then you know they go sit sit back and and 
whatever, go watch YouTube or go watch Netflix or something, right? So a lot of these call channels, I genuinely believe just simply run their channels on autopilot, which is, you know, not at the end of the day, not the the worst thing in the world, but uh, I do believe there are some some good solid call channels out there that do believe in their the projects which they they post yeah, and you know, sure. actually do vet developers. Like I've 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 met many call channel owners. Course, yeah. and I'll certainly be having call channel owners uh, on this podcast one thousand percent, and I'm gonna bring them on and ask them for their opinions, share their their thoughts on on the the game and how call channels benefit the ecosystem. Which I genuinely think that um, they have and continue to bring a lot of volume into projects which is like something that I think That's you can't true. really necessarily, you know, disagree with. It's, it's true that when, you know, sure. one of the bigger guys posts a project or posts a, you know, does an AMA with one of these pre-sales, they bring a lot of volume. The, the quality of those investors, you know, I can't really touch upon. It really depends on the channel that that's posting it, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it is something that is keeping the ecosystem of, of DeFi alive for sure because these are like the main guys who are who are bringing these projects on i think like you said the biggest problem in my opinion as well with call channels is that uh, there's really no incentive for them to push the projects past their first post other than to you know post Mm -hmm. that oh look at look at us we got a 2x or a 3x right yeah exactly um which is like it also becomes a game right so you, you basically it's sort of a, I mean, it opens the doors to uh, some sort of insider trading, right? So if you know that some guy is going to be on this call channel, then you can buy the token beforehand and uh, hopefully get a get a fat um, uh, several X's on this. For sure, for sure, yeah. And, uh, you know, like like I said, there's there's some good apples and there's some bad apples in the call channel game. I In terms of whether they have a positive or negative effect on the space, Uh, I personally wouldn't like, I would personally say they have a positive effect in the current landscape. I believe they have a positive effect just just based on the fact that they do bring a lot of volume. Now I do think there's, there's a lot of good apples and a lot of bad apples in the call Mm -hmm. channel game. So um, not necessarily saying that they're, uh, they are saviors or that the space completely relies on them. Uh, But I think the, the space is kind of like, understanding that a lot of those guys and a lot of those bad apples in the call channel space are uh, you know people are starting to see see what they're doing and you know yeah yeah no sure for sure for sure no, I, I agree with you by the way like they're they're a big positive i think in the space because there's not like that much of an alternative at the moment but that's why we got that's why we gotta you know keep innovating keep creating new new ways of uh of promoting Definitely, projects yeah. marketing projects and, and getting things around because that's really the only way right now on Telegram. Uh, yeah, obviously, exactly. you know, you got you got CMC and 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 whatnot, and you know some of these listing sites. You know, I saw this uh, Coin Merge just went live. That was that's one of mm-hmm. the bigger projects right now uh, that I thought was pretty cool. They're doing like a revamp. Okay. But uh, yeah, like I mean, there's, there are definitely Mobula. other Mobular. Check out I Mobula. Mobula that that uh, FI I think uh they're actually pretty solid uh it's a couple of french uh, entrepreneurs and they're they're building uh something that's managed by the community so like um it, it's you know it functions some sort of you know basically in the same way as a as a dao and uh oh yeah it's it's yeah it's very very cool uh 
I'll, I'll send you the the link if you want to to check it out. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. send it over. Send it. send it over. I'll check it out. But certainly, I think it's uh, it's it's going to be really important for for innovation in the space in terms of um, like you know how we get new people into the space and once people are in the space, how they can find actual solid projects and investments. Uh, because the thing with call channels is call channels are are uh, many many of them are center focused around pre sales and AMAs, and then many of them are focused around you know meme coins and and shit coins. And, yeah the 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 you know less utility based stuff which leads me into sure. my uh, another question that kind of kind of relates to the last thing which is uh what are your thoughts on obviously meme coins and and shit coins right now are are you know not not, not necessarily as big as they were during the the bull market by any means but that's the rest of the space as well mm-hmm. how do you think those have an effect on the space do you believe that those will continue to be a powerhouse through the next bull run? Or do you think that, you know, some of the bigger, more utility-based projects are going to start outweighing things? Okay, that, that's a very complicated question. Um, in terms of uh, the effect that they have on the space, uh, for sure, it's not, I mean, it's not a uh, black and white, it's not purely positive, it's not purely negative. What they do is, for sure, they bring uh, lots of users. I mean, crypto wouldn't be what it is at the moment if uh, Bitcoin wasn't worth 23K. And Bitcoin today is uh, you know, regarded as a, the holy grail of crypto. But 10 years ago, it was absolutely as degen as the next uh, uh, shitcoin, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's a question of perspective, right? You can't, um, so what, what uh, maybe the, the new shit kind of, of, you know, of tomorrow is going to be the, uh, as respectable, um, as, as Bitcoin, Bitcoin is 10 years from now. So, um, so for that, actually shit coins are very helpful, uh, in the space because they bring TVL, they bring people and they, yeah, sometimes, most of the time, rather, uh, these people lose money. That, that's true. It's um, and yeah, there's no way around that. Um, however, it's that, that's a big positive. Um, on the on the next side of the question, uh, are they going to be a powerhouse for the next few years? And uh, well, yeah, uh, what I my, my thoughts on this are, I think. Uh, that's the moment when we should actually calm down on the shit coins because it is true. What well, it is true that they bring people and investors money, which all helps, you know, uh, bring new projects to life. Um, they also keep people away. Uh, because today, uh, DeFi, if, if you talk about DeFi to most, uh, large companies, they're, yeah, for them it's like oh, these these shit coins and that do like 500x uh, in one day and then uh, down back to to zero the next um i mean it's not it doesn't really uh create confidence uh, you can't really build trust uh on on shit coins so i think uh it's a good time to uh, you know to start moving away from these uh, these projects, and I think um, 
seeing as so many developers uh, got rich in the past bull run uh, making shit coins, most of, the, uh, of them at the moment are moving on to more serious projects. And that's something you see very often. So people get rich on one token. It's like the, the first try they do or the fifth, or I don't know. And then they'll be like, oh, actually, I like this space. It's, it's cool. I met new, new people. I met smart people and all that. And then they'll build other projects and they'll, you know, uh, and, and, and in time, the, the projects will be probably um, more serious and uh, have more real world uh, utility and, and all that. So, uh, so yeah, I think uh, shitcoins could um, a bit uh, hamper the, the, the past of um, um, the, the pace of growth, basically, of the, of the whole, uh, whole ecosystem. So I hope we we can manage to you know to move away from these and and start doing some real stuff. Yeah, certainly, man. And I I think what's really important to note is uh, again it goes back to the point of innovation. So we have this mm-hmm. fantastic technology which is the Ethereum blockchain and the you know yeah. the Binance Smart Chain, which are you know two of the 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 biggest you know thriving chains within the just kind of the yeah. general public of of defi investors yeah and we have this 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 fantastic technology which people aren't really building on you know which people are kind of building on for very selfish purposes and you know they like obviously yes every business needs to make money every every business in the world needs to make money but the the problem is that um a lot of people are making money at the at the extreme expense of others and businesses are making money without really providing value mm-hmm. to other individuals or providing value yeah. to investors. So people are making these like promises to saying, okay, well, I'm going to launch this project and two months down the line, I'm going to create this utility, but the project dies in two days. Right. So yeah. we have a lot of, a lot of these, um, that those are, those are also problematic when developers, you know, promise utility and then, you know, 90% of the time they never follow through. The biggest yeah. thing in, in my personal opinion will will just be for the people who are the developers uh the people who are making these tokens the people who are working on these projects yes i think the you know low cap shit coins are very very good because they do in, increase the the tvl and they do increase the volume and they they do you know help create a, a flourishing ecosystem within crypto but uh, I think a lot of these guys need to start putting in some time to growing these, like gr- start growing other projects, start working on things that, you know, and start developing ideas that will create some sort of innovation. And, you know, after, you know, six months to a year, you might have a product or a project that will will thrive in in a market for yeah. longer than two, mm-hmm. three days, you know, even, even yeah. you know. That's why, like, like I said, that's why I wanted to create this group is because I want to create a network of people who want to innovate and who want to create and who want to work on projects that will actually change the, the space a little bit and and make yeah. a dent. You know, get start looking at real world applications of Web three. Start looking at how companies and businesses can yeah. can get into Web three and things Thank like you. that. Tokenization, all of all of those things, right? So, I think it's going to be really really important for for people to look at how we can become innovators and how we can kind of transition out of that. 
and you know what, what you're saying actually at the moment is uh is really interesting because it also brings me to to another point that I, that I think uh it's important to raise is who the investors are right because uh if you look at the moment the reason part of the reason uh, shit coins work and uh, you know, people get dumped on uh, so you don't really work for for very long but um, they do get this cycle of hype is also because of investors are seeking quick profits oh certainly yeah and i think one of the bad one of the big things uh, i i would i personally would like to 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 have is to bring people who have had like a, a solid education who you know uh, don't necessarily want to invest in the stock market because uh it takes a lot of time to research and maybe they, don't, they feel they don't have a, enough money and they want to, to make gains but not necessarily like a 5x in, in two days right because I'm, I'm seeing it for, for coin pop right so the, the projects I'm, I'm managing at the moment I'm always seeing every two days and seeing people say, oh, uh, why not, not new uh, all-time high? It's all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, uh, I mean, it, it, you think of it as a company. You, you can't, like, uh, if you invest in Apple, uh, you, you won't get all-time highs every two days. Right? <laughs> that, that's not how it works. So, uh, so and, and, and I think I mean, what I would personally really like is to bring uh, these people who have, um you know who want who, who want to 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 do to spend the time to uh to learn about a project before investing so want to do due diligence and can then invest and wait for the long term it, even when i say long term it's not it's not like 40 years right it's like a few months a few years that's a few years tops right yeah and that that i think is uh is also a big challenge like bringing these people who are like investment bankers, uh, who are, uh, I don't know, traders, consultants, all that, all these. I mean, I, I've, I've got a ton of friends who, who are, who work in these, in these sectors. They don't really invest too much in crypto. No. I mean, they get hyped maybe at the end of the bull run and they you know, get dumped on, uh, because they arrive at the worst possible time, but they, they, I mean, these guys, I think there would be some, you know, some sort of uh, of interest for them to 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 get in on on like interesting smart projects. Certainly, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a really good point you raise, which is the quality of investors within DeFi right now is uh, people who want really really quick money, and uh, not necessarily that you know you can't create uh, high quality projects without quick money, but yeah, like you know, like you said. You Apple doesn't have an all-time high every day. Amazon doesn't have an all-time yeah. high every day. The ninety-nine percent of, hundred percent of companies that are listed on the Nasdaq don't don't have an all-time high every single day, sure. right? So sure. it's uh, it, it's really about creating quality so that the quality investors come in. You know, it's uh, like yeah. attracts like. If you want to bring in people that that want to invest in high-quality projects, you got to make high-quality projects, right? So. Yeah. That's uh, that's a really really important thing, and a lot of the you know higher quality investors are looking at DeFi right now and thinking, oh well, shoot, like why would I why would I invest here? You know what's what's so what's so interesting about about this? Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna like they're they're looking at the charts and they're seeing one day one day pumping yeah. ups. Exactly. Um, so that's you raise a really really good point there, and uh, that's something that you know 
I, I I thought a bit about, but not really put too, too much thought into. And that, you know, the, the, the second that the real innovation starts coming in, obviously you could say, okay, well, the regulation's got to come and this and this and this, but it's really about the, the, the true innovation within, within the space because the innovation is like, it's sort of here, but it's not, and it can be built. It will, all we need, I would say, yeah. is one or two really, 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 really good solid projects we can apply real world concepts into DeFi. And again, yes, this is this is what I intend to do with this group. So this is you've come to the but right I like place. It, I think like it. I, I, I mean, I think um, the, this part. I, I mean, if, if you, you know, if you keep keep working on it, I'm um, I'm thinking it could be could be very 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 big. You know, it can be. Do, do you know uh, my first million? My first million? No, I don't. The podcast. You should. You should try. I'm gonna it. watch it's, it. It's great. It's by. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Sean Puri and um, uh, Sam. I don't remember his last name, but basically, it's two two uh, like Web two entrepreneurs uh, who are like they're, they're in their their forties, I think, uh, and they talk about uh, like they invite over uh, like investors, entrepreneurs, mainly entrepreneurs, and. Um, it's so cool to 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 see them. You know, they interact. The these guys, they uh, they really go heavy. Actually, sometimes you know, sometimes they throw um, a few jabs and all that. And um, and it's so cool because it, it's all about money, all about entrepreneurship. And I think that that that's something that's missing from the from the crypto space. And I think if you if you you know start inviting over like Web three entrepreneurs, I think this could be could be so interesting. Like he invests, yeah, like managers, people who have projects, developers, people who have ideas, investors, whatnot. Yeah, man, I'll definitely check that out. I'm I'm looking for different podcasts to uh to to check out and see how I can apply maybe some other concepts from different podcasts into my own mm-hmm. because uh, I do watch a decent amount of of uh of podcasts, but there aren't too many based around Web three, which is why the yeah the problem exists. So it's not I'm kind of just going mm-hmm. off of you know whatever I think would would be the best and be the most engaging. I'm currently setting up a uh, a little studio space in my basement right now. Um, oh, lovely! I just, yep. So I'm gonna have my webcam on for for most of these. I'll show That's you. So I'll show cool. you briefly, briefly right now. Oh uh, wait, I gotta open my uh my system settings up. Give me like two seconds, literally. Sure. I'll uh I'll show you what I got going on right now. Oh, never mind. I gotta I gotta quit Telegram and reopen it. So I'll I'll get I'll I'll oh, I'll, right, I'll show right. you I'll never show mind. you privately. But uh, okay okay cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm setting up a little studio space here, and uh, I don't know if I want to do like the the chair with the plain wall. I'll probably get some some something some stuff to hang up. But I got my desk set yeah. up. I got my boom arm with my mic now. You know what? You should get a few books behind you, and then uh, something that's completely random, like I don't know, uh, a pair of skis or uh, or surfboard <laughs> yeah. or something. You know, it yeah. just gives out so so much of the. the no but nomad web3 vibe i think that that'd be for that'd sure be so cool for sure dude but uh yeah i'll definitely check that podcast out uh because i am looking for for different podcasts to you know take inspiration from and apply it to, to my own and i appreciate the, the the kind words i'm i'm really looking to to get this podcast blown up bring this to as many people as possible and you know, like I said, lower the barrier to entry for for people who want to get into DeFi, and yeah. this is what yeah, I intend yeah. to do. I want to create I want to create some sort of education, and, and create an educational platform for people to learn 
um, to, you know, all there is to know. So, love that. Anyways, we went off track a little bit there, but I wanted to to, to go back in and yeah, sure. ask you briefly, what is CoinPop? What are you guys doing? What what is that? Can you tell me a bit more about that? Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. So, um, so CoinPop initially it was um, a platform to so uh, a marketing platform um, where products would come to us and we would um, get our community to raid them. So basically to raid uh, the tweets. That, that was the, the, the MVP. Um, and it had to, it had a few, uh, a few problems. So we had to tweak it around and, uh, and change a few things. And, um, and now basically uh, the, the first, uh, first product that we have is basically products come to us they pay like a flat fee um then our community engages uh with their tweets so the raid the comment the like etc and everyone who interacts with uh our clients tweets is automatically entered into a raffle to win about i think at the moment the prize is uh 100 uh but it will keep increasing as um as we, we we get like onto to, to bigger projects and uh, and we can raise the price uh, to to our to our client. So um, so basically the idea is here here is it's very simple. It's like pumping a tweet uh, from someone, right? So that's that's very basic. But if you think about it, it's not exactly the same as having a few bots to pump your tweet because um the accounts that are raiding they are real accounts so they have followers and so these followers will see the tweet in the you know in the the feed right so it's actually way more effective if you think about uh, in terms of um views uh you know actually currently twitter allows you to, to see the the number of views uh, on a tweet that was a uh, that was unavailable before but now now it works so and right with real people interact with interacting you get so much more true uh, views on your suites that that translates into uh, actual users and uh, so that's that's the, the first the very first um, idea or mvp product that we we have but basically what we want to move to um to move to is something where our community decides which projects we take on or not then we have like we can open pre-sales dedicated like especially only reserved to our community members so when they rate something they are also holders so they have an alignment of interest so right um, and you know try try to, to move this forward involving more and more our community because i think in the end that's what matters is it's like how do you reward the people that do the work uh, for you basically and in our case basically our community is working a lot because uh okay it's simple enough to, to do a like and retweet but still that's a big part of the value that we provide so in the end that you know they are entitled to to um to the, the to whatever whatever revenue uh, we generate with the, with this so um 
so yeah, in, in time, I think we could grow this in, in, in dozens of ways. Uh, and we just wanted to, to have this MVP out beforehand uh, so so we can already you know, know what projects are, are after and um, and try and, and you know, grow from there. Yeah, and that, that um, goes back to your point of people having skin in the game and people, you know, yeah. Yeah. really... Yeah getting engaged and having that sort of exclusivity to get into projects which which is a really cool concept in my opinion it would right so yeah so cool totally um now in terms of that would that be sort of like a dao would that be um like like what 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 are your plans on creating it's, that so it would, it's it would function hard it's hard to say because um, a DAO, like in terms of um, of setting up, uh, it's not that complex. But if you want to set it up well, so if you want to make a like a company, etc., it's it's a nightmare. It's a uh, you know it, it's very hard to to set up um, uh, you know, fully functioning DAOs um, in the current uh, administrative landscape. Um, even in the U.S., I think it's possible. In the U.S., I think there's there's one state where you where you can uh, set up DAOs quite easy. That's Wyoming, but still, it's not perfect. And um, and so no, I think I, what we want to do at the moment is take this step by step. So one step at a time. Um, so first, we release the MVP. We try to see if we can get a few clients to come to us, and we are actually like. Today I just got two two people who want to do uh, to do a promotion uh, because I think they, they also like you know the fact is community based. So when this is done, when we manage to understand uh, what our clients' needs are, uh, once we've understood um, what our holders want, uh, then we can move forward and see. Okay, first of all, we're going to to lock. Uh, the, the community chat so to make it available only to holders then we can um, open like pre-sales for, um, for our holders then we can uh, I don't know like make uh, our holders vote on uh, on which projects we accept which we don't etc etc so basically right, in right. time what this could become is sort of a, a call channel that's uh, held by its members that's you know, where, where people have skin in the game, people are investors, uh, maybe, you know, there's a lock time uh, before they can uh, sell the tokens. So, you know, it creates even more alignment of interest. And, uh, and yeah, that, that's, that's what, I, what I want to, to have in the, in the future. So that, you know, that's really encompassing all aspects of, of marketing. And um, where, you know, where we have a you know solid community that that believes in it in the project and it's uh, that's um, you know active and uh, and all the time and bringing new clients, bringing new ideas, etc. Right. So that's a yeah. That's that seems like a very innovative way to sort of run. A, it, it sounds like kind of similar to a call channel, but it's it's much more community oriented. Rather than yeah, the mm. owner or owner oriented, which is yeah. really cool in my opinion. That's, that's a cool. that's a that's cool. a very interesting way of kind of solving that problem right now. Um, 
Okay, well, we're we're just running a bit over time, but if, do you got like five, five, ten more minutes maybe to sure, go over sure. like a couple I'm more thinking. questions? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Sounds good. Uh, I had a couple more questions. So one being with Coin Pop, how do you intend on staying up to date with the latest trends, and how do you intend on like vetting projects for your for your channel? Like, what's what, what's your process going to be? You know, can you give me a, maybe a brief rundown of like what are your sort of requirements for, for projects that you bring on, if, if there are any at the moment? Uh, okay, so at the moment, um, what I ask for projects is that they send me like a website uh, and if they have like either like, docs, white paper, whatnot. Um, because the idea is just to make sure it's not like a complete scam um so also what we are setting up at the moment is also um uh just a, a an anti uh, rug uh system uh to make sure that any projects that we work with um has you know performed a bit of a uh, you know as pass, passes the tests of like uh, safe and whatnot uh to make sure like uh, the, the liquidity is uh, is locked the the contract is uh, is resigned and all that so um i think all of these are, are quite um uh, like it's the, the basics but it's it's also important right you don't you don't want to to um uh, to show something uh where everyone can lose uh, their money instantly uh however at the moment this isn't our biggest concern because we're trying to see how this can provide value before uh before even you know uh going the step beyond which is seeing how we can incorporate skin in the game and i think this this will come come a bit later uh when we uh, you know move this to uh, to a more uh investment uh vehicle um but so yeah i think that, that was your, your first question i think i forgot a second one was it, what was it again it's a, how do you stay, like, how are you planning on staying updated with the latest trends? Um, how do you mean, uh, in terms of like, whatever's so like, in crypto? What, yeah, sort of, but like, when I say that more or less, just, uh, maybe not necessarily the latest trends, but like, how do you, what's your process of looking for projects? Obviously, like you said, you, you know, you want to vet the projects, of course. But when you're actually out there looking for for projects to bring on for to you know to share with your community, um, like what are you what are you looking for? Or what are you what are you using to to look for these projects? Or is that just right. kind of like so, you're just basing it off of what you know? No, basically, um, so we want to make sure that as many projects uh, come to us instead of us having to go to them. Um, right. So. And so, to to that end, uh, what we wanted to do was, uh, and what we are actively doing at the moment, is trying to um, sign a few partnerships uh, with um, exchanges, with uh, incubators, with uh, launchpads. Uh, so basically, the idea is here that we can get projects that have already been vetted by others um and get these projects to um uh, you know to 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 to, to work um uh, to work with us um 
on uh, on events that are you know uh, uh, that happen at specific times. So, for example, uh, if you look at a, a product that, that's listing on CMC, uh, they might want a, a few tweets before that or after that, just to 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 be boosting their image at the moment of uh, of the, the the listing. Um, and basically, that's that's what we what we are going to. Uh, to make these uh, these partnerships, because I think in the end, that's probably the, the, the easiest way to do things, right? I mean, you could do to you know uh, to, to solid like uh, aggregators like that, and you're pretty sure uh, it it isn't going to be a rug pull or uh, or a complete scam. Right. Okay. That yeah, I think that answers my question well. Um, okay. And cool. Cool, going then. into the the like kind of for me trying to wrap my head around it so far it's like it really interests me that you know the concept really interests me mainly just because it is something that hasn't really been done before no one's no one's doing that so it's going to be interesting for for even me to see because i'll i'll be coming to check it out uh like certainly cool. so cool I'm I'm very interested to see how that works out. You know it, what what that does mm -hmm. for the space and and what that does for your community, because I think that you know if that concept works, that's something that could really change the way that you know marketing is done. I think I mean I hope so. I, I see not. potential in it completely. I I completely see like I completely see potential in it. If you think about it, uh, Coin Pop is is nice for crypto projects, right? You you can. Uh, like uh, get a few hundred likes uh, and pay uh, three hundred dollars, which is way less than what you would get with a call channel or uh, with a uh, what's it called um, an influencer. Um, but if you think about it, this could work for e-commerce companies. Say, like you have a, um, uh, it's something that already exists a bit. But it's not very stand standardized. Uh, you can get, uh, you know, I don't know, a company that sells shoes, for example, um, and they can definitely do uh, sort of raffles like this, uh, where every time, like, if you're a client, uh, you can get a few tokens, um, and uh, it, like, you know, some from time to time, the the, the company can do uh, sort of raffles where uh, I don't know the 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 clients will get. Uh, the set amount of tokens if uh they participate in the in the, the, the like the buying comp it, it can be buying comps it can be raiding comps and i've seen this on instagram for example where brands uh do like uh start post like hey uh post and comment um like and comment sorry and um tag a friend and you you will be entered to win uh i don't know a trip to uh to to I don't know what what uh, what city and um, and that's that works that works for for, for these companies and I think um, it's it's certainly pretty easy to make it uh, externalized and to make it so that uh, it's less of a hassle for companies to manage themselves and also to to make more standard giveaways and uh, and to, to integrate them better with uh, the uh, with the company's uh, referral referral systems, so I think it's also something that could could work for for Web two actually it can be way bigger than 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 uh, shitcoins. 
Right. So why I have one final question for you before you okay. before we you know, end this off, which is through your time in web three, what have been your biggest lessons and how have you applied them to your life? And it maybe maybe even just within your business as well. Like what what was the you know, maybe one or two biggest things that you've learned throughout your time in DeFi? Well, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, that's a tough one. I think um, I think one of the, the one of the first one I think was um, never rely on hopium uh, because I I invested uh, a lot um, last year um, into projects after you know doing a ton of due diligence um on the you know in the community and the founders and all that and i lost quite a lot uh partly because i would not like i would i would you know um i would look at my, uh discord chat and be oh cool uh, these guys are doing so much they're very active in the chat they're the present, they say they want to let the community down. The community is super active, and and actually, it's uh, yeah. Sometimes the, these projects dip ninety percent, right, and never get back um, to their previous uh, ATH. So, so I think that was the first lesson: is that people tend to be overly optimistic, and you can't let that fool you. So. And particularly in the crypto space, if you're a, a day trader, you can't let uh, something that you own slip more than 25, 30%. I mean, at that at that time, you should sell. I mean, that, that's my, my view at the moment. That, like, if a token or an NFT you hold loses value more than, it's a question of risk tolerance, but more than like 25, 30, 35%. I mean, just just sell because, yeah, promises are, are nice, but unless you have something very tangible to work off of, uh, then just you you shouldn't uh, shouldn't you know, lose your your time and money uh, on this. So I think that was the first one, um, and the second one, um, the second one was, I think about the importance of communities and which you know you can can make uh, uh can be a bit weird to, to see the two uh, at the same time but uh i i have come to to uh, to realize that for some projects they never never ever uh reach uh, any sort of um uh you know big market cap because they don't have a, a community and because they just you know, they just didn't focus on this. Um, and actually having an engaged community, I, I mean, I see what, what it is with, with CoinPop, but uh, it is a huge value in and of itself because it's, it's people who believe in you and who are more than just clients. Um, and I think that, that that's, I think, the, the second uh, the second element I, I think I learned really in World 3 and I was, yeah, I wasn't really as um, uh, as impressed at first when I saw like big communities, very engaged ones, 
and now now I am because I know all the work it takes. Um, so so yeah, and and just to respond to your second part of your question, I think that means that uh, in terms of my life and how I'm trying to, to use this, uh, I will certainly be be you know trying to to. Uh, learn uh, all sorts of growth hacking that there are uh, out there because um well yeah getting a, a community big enough and getting getting a, an engaged community is uh has so much value that yeah i mean i think it, it's worth spending like 90 percent of your time on it yeah man i i completely wholeheartedly agree that Com community is is huge 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 yeah and mm -hmm. uh they, you know the community is the backbone of, of DeFi right now it's uh yeah it, it is extremely extremely important so you, you build a community you can have something very 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 solid so that's that's one of my big focuses right now is building building my own community for this and you know getting getting this kicked off Communities uh growing fairly organically, but I'm I'm going to have some. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I plan on having some fairly big names on soon. I've got cool. about cool four or five people booked after uh over the next couple of weeks. So okay, there are going to be many faces to look forward to, but I'm we are going right. to have to wrap it up here because we are running a bit over yeah. time. But I really really enjoyed talking to you. I really enjoyed your your insights. You have. You know some some really really interesting takes on the DeFi space that I I definitely learned something today. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, well, great, thank man. you very much for coming on. Uh, I I really like what you're doing over at CoinPop, and yeah, you 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 had some really interesting insights and and things to share. Well, thank you, thank you for for having me, man. It was great to I'm, great I'm to be sure. Here. I'm sure I'll be having you back on in uh, maybe a couple months or so to give me an update on how CoinPop's going, maybe some of your new takes on on what's going on. And yeah, you're you're our second second guest, so I'd be really happy to. Man. Okay, well, enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. This has been episode two of the Block Talk of BLC, and uh, enjoy the rest of your weeks, everyone. All right, thanks, man. Thanks a lot. All right, take take Cheers. care. You too, you too, man.